Welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Nick, how are we doing today? Great. How are you? Doing great. Um, so today we're going to talk about another uh, podcast episode that you found. Yep. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today? Uh, courage of all things. It didn't it doesn't strike out on the really attractive headlines of podcast titles, but it struck out to me. It's a, uh, the podcast that we're going to discuss today is from John Maxwell. If anybody knows leadership, uh, John Maxwell is the gold standard for leadership and I follow his stuff and I listen to as much as I can of him. And he talked about this podcast talks about courage and, um, and, and we've had this discussion right before we were talking on, uh, on air, but I like the way that he talks about courage as it pertains to failure and persistence and not what you said, bravery. Yep. So, yeah. So when, when you sent me the podcast on courage, so as Nick alluded to, it's, uh, John Maxwell's, uh, June 10th episode, it's called, um, courage to continue. So if you want to go, uh, check that out, um, you can go to his, uh, page there, uh, and check that out, but it's called courage to continue. And so when I hear courage, I always think of bravery. So to me, it's a bravery, bravery, it's a bravery thing. And out of all the thousands of episodes I've ever podcasted about or with, um, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk about courage. So it was, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. But it's it's not like it it did not jump out as like, this is the greatest thing ever, but it's now that we've listened to it a few times. Yeah. It's actually pretty awesome. So I like exactly. the message and we're going to get into that, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought too. I listened to it and I was like, man, this is there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. It's not just how to be brave and whatever that means to you, bravery, but courage is, you know, again, we'll talk more about it, but it's persistence and it's failure and that's everything that we're about and in, in the gym. Yeah, and I think the other cool part is again you have a perception right now as a listener on what you think this episode is going to be about and it's going to be completely different than what you think it's about. And that's the uh, exciting thing. So, yeah, absolutely. So just as a, a little bit of a baseline, the definition of courage. So courage is a noun. Um, and it's the ability to do something that frightens one. And another definition of it is strength in the face of pain or grief. So again, kind of goes back to the bravery thing. You think of courage as a, you know, a police officer or a firefighter or a military, um, you know, person doing something that takes courage. Yes. Not walking into KCI CrossFit and working out. I don't think that's right. <laughs> as a courageous act, but it very much applies to what we are doing in the gym after you listen to it. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So let's have um, John uh, Maxwell kind of set up courage and what it means. I, I'm going to encourage you in this lesson to, to courage up, okay? I'm gonna, we're going to all courage up. And, and so let, let me give you some real practical ways to have that courage continue. Number one, each day we can choose to be courageous. And, and I want you to understand that courage is it's a choice, and, and we, can, we can choose to do that. In fact, let me, let me kind of illustrate courage. I think courage is like a door, okay? It's a door in front of you but what, what's interesting about this door it's unlike most doors there, there's not a door handle on the outside if you're on the outside you 
you can't open it. The, the door handles on the inside. Courage is, is a door that I have in my life that only I can open. You can't open it for me. Nobody on the outside can come and, and open it for me and say, John, you know, get courageous. I have to go over and I have to choose to, to, to go over and tur turn that knob. And the moment that I go over to turn that knob, uh, th then I begin to do a courageous act. But it's, it's something that can't be given to me. It's not something that, that somebody else can do for me. It's something that I, I just, just remember, the courage door only has one knob and it's on your side. And you just got to walk over it and, and, and you have to have to turn that knob. And uh, to do that, to do that, we have to, I think, put the word I choose in front of courage. I, I choose to be courageous. Or I guess we could be negative and say, I choose not to be courageous. But, but I want you to realize it's a choice. It's a choice that I make. It's a choice that you make. All right, Nick. So we just listened to the first segment on um, choosing to be courageous. So what was your thoughts on it? Well, it sticks out that, that at first it, you know, courageousness or being courage is a choice, right? And again, when it's not necessarily those brave things. It's like, hey, I'm choosing to act a certain way. I'm choosing to push into an uncomfortable place. And I think he illustrates it really well. If you think through his, pers uh, that illustration of the door, right? Where you, you've got to grab the door handle and you have to open the door. No one else is going to open that door for you. The world isn't going to open it up. Your CrossFit coach isn't going to open it up. Your, your spouse, whomever, no one else will open it up to push yourself into whatever it is you need to be courageous or persistent with. So that, that stuck out to me. It's like, okay, this is at all times it's up to me, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and your, yours is at all times up to you. What also stuck out to me is that, you know, there is encouragement by other people, uh, as well. And I know we didn't really talk about that, but for me, it's like, Hey, what is, you know, the, the root word, the root of encouragement, if I'm going to encourage you, it's, I'm trying to spur you to act Yep. because I recognize that you need to grab that handle and open the door and I can't do it for you. Right. Uh, but as your friend or as your coach or whatever, like if, if we're in class and I'm, you know, telling you to go faster, it's because you need to go faster, go, fa go faster. <laughs> you need to do something. You need to do, you need to do burpees faster, but, but that's the root of encouragement. You know, I can't do anything faster for you, but I can recognize it in you and say, Hey man, reach in there and do it Yep, and, and tug that persistence out of you. Yeah. And I like, I like that. And I like the word encouragement and using that way. Cause it, it's a motivational tactic, right? It's, it's now again, not going back to the bravery aspect of it, but now as you're talking about motivation and pushing and a drive and a passion, you know, those are all things yes. that we've listened and talked a lot about, but they're not framed in the word of courage. Courage, yeah. And I definitely agree with the metaphor of the door. I think it makes it very clear that it is an act, you know, it's a, it's a verb, if you will, in this context. And so it's a nice transformation again from the bravery aspect to, okay, now let's be courageous or let's have courage and let's go work out. And then yeah. you're in the fourth set of five. Now it's time to be 
courageous and yeah. pick up the bar. Yeah, you know? and it's it's a cool way to think about it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I, th- I think he says at the end, you know, being courage doesn't always have to roar. It, sometimes it's a little voice in your head that says, "I'll t- I'll try again tomorrow." And man, like if whomever's listening to this, like that resonates with me. I had a bad workout yesterday. Um, and it hurt and I didn't perform well. Right. So in some aspect, I kind of feel like I let myself down or I failed, but uh, you know, it doesn't mean that I have to roar into it. It's just say, you know what? Maybe it was a failure. Maybe it wasn't, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm just going to try again. Like that's, that's all. So I, I, that really stuck to me too. Like that opened that picture. The first time we listened through this, it's like, yeah, being courageous isn't a roar. Sometimes it's just saying, well, I'm going to tie my shoes tomorrow and walk out the door and yeah. do it. So when you did the workout, did you did you lack the motivation aspect of it or were you constantly working? It just You were not able to output the way that you wanted to. Cur- yeah, the latter. The output wasn't there. Like my brain says I'm capable of moving this fast uh, and... The output wasn't there, and my. But you kept working. But I totally kept working. Yeah. You just couldn't get to the results. You couldn't get back to the jump rope, or you couldn't get to the number of wall balls exactly. that you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, I wasn't able to output what I thought I should be able to. So you had courage. Yeah. You just definitely did not to get the result that you wanted. <laughs> I didn't get the result, which, and again, I don't frame it as a failure. Like I look at that, like, wow, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because you. The where I was kind of heading down is you could look at it. So you finished your 25 deadlifts and say you had 15 seconds or 20 seconds left on the clock and you see the wall ball standing over there. To me, courage would be is you would go pick up the wall ball and you would do one to five reps. That's exactly what I did. I got five reps. There you go. <laughs> but if you were lacking courage, yes, then you would say, eh, eh. I'll take the 15 seconds as a breather. Right. I can't, I'm only going to get one. Why do I want to go bother picking up the wall ball for one wall ball? Why would I go over there? Exactly. Why would I go exert this energy to go do one wall ball? Right. And that's the difference. That's the difference right there. Absolutely. Yep. That's a great way to, great way to finish it. Okay. So the, uh, to kind of set up the next, uh, segment is starts bringing in the word failure, um, and fear into the the courage dichotomy, if you will. Yes. Which is an interesting, uh, kind of the interesting twist in it. So let's listen to what uh, John has to say. The second comment I want to make on courage is that it's not an absence of fear and it's not an absence of failure. So when people say, well, I, 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 I must not be courageous because I got fear in my life or I, or I, 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 I just can't imagine failing. Uh, courage is moving forward in spite of fear and courage is moving forward knowing there'll be failure in that process that, that it's not all hits. There are a lot of misses in that. And so I, I want to, us to understand what courage is because I think there's a misunderstanding of courage. And so we disqualify ourselves because I say, well, I got some fear in my life or I, you know, I, I I'm afraid of failure. And so we say, well, I, I couldn't be a courageous person. That's not true. Because you see, inside of me, inside of you, are two continual emotions. And those two emotions are, are, are fear and, and courage. You know, the, 
the fear of, of failure, the fear of not being able to produce or do it, and, and yet the courage to, and both of these, both of these emotions are present within us. And, and, and the question is, which one of these emotions is, is, is it our fear that paralyzes us or is it our courage that helps us to go on? Which one of these two emotions, one negative, one positive, are, is going to win? And the issue is, as I've taught before, what we focus on expands. If I focus on courage, then I'll have more courage because my what you focus on expands. So if I focus on courage, it increases and fear decreases. I mean, if I focus on fear, it increases and courage decreases. And, and so I've got both these emotions playing within me and, and it's not like one's missing, one's lacking. I, it's not like I have courage and I have no fear. That's not true. I have courage and fear. But when courage is more dominant than fear, then I'll go with the dominant emotion. And so what I need to do is I need to feed my courage. And how do I feed my courage? I, I feed my courage by focusing on courage, by understanding what, what courage does for me, what courage does with, within me. And the moment that I do that, all of a sudden, I begin to be able to act because now I put courage before me and I put my fear behind. So we just finished that segment on uh, fear and failure. So what did you think of that one, Nick? Uh, two or three things stuck out to me um, in this one. And failure is a big topic. And, you know, you always hear that you know, you've got to reframe failure as, you know, a learning lesson and all that stuff. But, um, but it's really true and you know trying to keep it in the context of the gym um you know using a baseball analogy like it's not all hits it's mainly misses right the the best hitters in the game they're hitting what 30 or 40 percent of the time so they're they're failing they're striking out or whatever the majority of the time and and I think we really need to be able to apply that lesson to what we do and how we get better in the gym. Um, we, we have to be able to, to fail. You know, I talked about that workout that I had yesterday and it wasn't a big failure, but it was a learning lesson for me. Again, I don't try not to use like, Oh man, I really failed that workout, but I mean, I learned a lot, um, about myself or thinking about, um, you know, you have to be willing to push into that uncomfortable zone to to get a new back squat PR or to to learn double unders for the first time you have to have the courage to do the silly little drills that it takes to get double unders I mean that takes courage because you it's an uncomfortable place to be like well I just gotta practice rolling my wrists or I gotta practice jumping tall and it in a weird way you don't want to <laughs> you, you you have a fear of just doing the simple drills right so taking that and really applying it and, and saying, okay, well, this, this is something that I have to do to succeed, uh, was really good to me. The, the, the point that stuck out to me the most was right near the end when he said, what we focus on expands. And this has been like a kind of a theme for me for a while. I've, I've heard him say this a bunch recently. Again, I listen to Maxwell stuff, so I hear this message a lot. Um, and if you take the time to really like digest that what we focus on expands um really like sets a tone for your life or for just our results whether that's in the gym or nutrition wise if you focus on being comfortable everything that you do is gonna you're gonna search out everything that keeps you comfortable you know but this isn't a 
again, another topic for a different day, but if you are focused on all the bad news in the world, you're going to see bad stuff all around. The guy that cuts you off in the road is going to be the bad guy, right? The the rainy weather is going to be a bad experience or that the workout is going to be bad or you're going to look at a workout and say, oh, I'm not good at this, right? What you focus on expands. What you focus on grows, right? You could replace expands and grows. So that just has huge implications on your life, but also in the gym, right? If you, um, you know, if you, again, tell yourself, I don't like running, I don't like snatching, that will grow. Like you're, 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 you'll always be controlled by, if I see running in a workout, I'm going to have a bad attitude. Like, I just think that stinks. Like, why would you, why would you say that about yourself? You know, or I'm not good at snatching or I'm not, I can't do a rope climb. I can't do a pull up. Like if you continuously focus on things that you cannot do or don't like doing, they're going to show up all the time and it's going to dictate to a large degree, your attitude in many different areas of your life, you know, just going into the gym, you know, if we're running two or three times a week and you say, I hate running at some point, you're just not going to show up. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned comfortable, which uh, I like the way that you kind of structured that is, um, and I'll kind of go back to my story this week, you know, I, a lot of times will pick weights and do things that I know are going to be somewhat comfortable because uh, I don't want to, I don't really care about the the quote unquote failure aspect of it. I don't think of it that way all the time, but I think of it as, as I don't want to miss the rep or I don't want to miss the, you know, the workout or I don't want to, you know, not sure. be able to finish it. So this week we did a five by three on back squat. Back squat's not my favorite movement because I feel a little intimidated by the barbell being over on my back and kind of getting in a stuck position. It's uncomfortable for sure. It's definitely uncomfortable, but so my PR is 300. So the goal this week was to do 80% of that. So 80% of 300 is 240. So I, I went to 245. Okay. I'm not yeah. brave here, but, uh, <laughs> it was, it was more. So I could have been safer uh-huh. and done 240 and yes. say, well, I hit my 80%, but I still mentally had an effort kind of going on. That was, I want to be able to hit the five by three for all five sets. Yes. But if I would have maybe done 250 or 255 to push myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let fear kind of creep into the equation, maybe I would have got three on the first four, but then the last one, maybe I missed it. But isn't that a better outcome than doing all five by three yeah. at the lesser weight? And that's kind of me, to me, is a little bit of a mind shift for me is, okay, Brad, stop being so comfortable comfortable and maybe push it a little bit more mm-hmm. and or adjust the weight halfway through if i do three sets at 245 well maybe put on another 10 pounds and let's do the next two and if i get it then i feel better i get more exactly. confidence and if i miss it then i learned and yep. we go from there yeah and just knowing where you are and you're you know being in crossfit for a few years now absolutely like that's that's part of the equation of getting better is being able to push into and push through that and be willing to fail. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it didn't mean increasing the weights or anything, like you're, you're just willing to go to that point of not succeeding 
right? Yep. And, and not doing it really well. Um, yeah, and that's critical. That's critical for, for strength gain and for fitness growth. But, you know, you, we could make the same argument for nutrition or sleep or whatever it is, right? You've got to be able to do something that makes you uncomfortable to, to grow and to see the results, right? So I, I just think it's, it's really powerful that what we focus on expands. And um, that, was, that was a heavy hitter for me. Yep, like it. All right, let's go to the next segment uh, where John is going to uh, kind of talk about reframing failure. Um, which I think this segment is really powerful. So let's listen to what he has to say. The third, the third thing I want to say about courage, the third comment is that courage requires action. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, whatever course you decide upon, there's always someone to tell you that you're wrong. We all know somebody like that. I do, don't you? You know somebody like that. There are always difficulties arising uh, uh, which tempt you to believe that your critics are right. So you need to map out your course of action and follow it to an end. And to do that, that requires courage. Courage is not something you store up. You don't save it for a rainy day. In fact, Courage is something you use up. It's like going to the gym. It's, it's like using your muscles. It, courage happens by you work it out. You work out your courage. And the more that you practice the courage, the more of courage you have. You don't like store it up for a, boy, if there's ever a bad day, I'm going to pull it out of the storage closet. And I'm going to put on courage. No, 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 no. You, you use it up. And as you use it up, you, you get more of it. Three comments on courage so far. Number one, each day we choose to be courageous. Secondly, courage is not an absence of fear or failure. Three, courage requires action. And my last thought is that life shrinks or expands in proportion to your courage. My courage either makes life expand to me or it makes it reduce. It goes back to that statement, everything that you want, but you don't yet have is outside your comfort zone. And courage kicks us out of the comfort zone, moves us either forward or backward. But the people that are going forward, guess what? They have courage. They have courage. I've talked about the difference between a puzzle and a life, the fact that uh, when you put together a puzzle, you see the clear picture, and then you put the pieces in, in, in the right place. You, it's the picture, and then you put the pieces in. You, I see the picture, put the pieces together. Life's exactly opposite. You don't have a clear picture when you start life. When we started the coronavirus, no clear picture. There's not even a clear picture now for us. So what do we do? We do life. We begin, we begin to put what we know together day by day. And after a while, we get clarity of the picture. So the crisis in our life, it calls for us to, to rise up. The crisis in our life calls, calls us to, to be courageous in, in, in who we are. It calls us to be courageous in, in what we do. So I want to encourage you to be courageous. All right. So Nick, what did you, uh, what did you think of that uh, segment there? Yeah. Again, I took a few notes, a few different bullet points on just what he was, what he was talking about. Um, this section, he does talk about, you know, courage isn't something you store up. It's actually, he uses the analogy of going to the gym. So that, 
you know, runs a clear line with, with what we're doing. But, and, and we just, you know, our last conversation or last few minutes, we've been talking about that. So that really hits home for me. Um, kind of what sticks out to me is that, you know, and we've teed up this podcast that requires the action, right? We're, we're talking about what is the action that it takes. Um, and that last example that you gave talking about back squatting, it's like, that's pushing it to the next level. Um, sometimes to break through that plateau, you might have to actually start small again. Um, you know, maybe the answer is to work on mobility or recovery, right? Um, you know, maybe you, you did your back squat and you failed, but you're like, man, why did I fail? I should have had that. And well, maybe your body wasn't recovered the way it was, or I gave my, the example for me on a, on a bad quote workout the other day. And I'm chalking that up. Like I'm, my body was not recovered hydration, sleep, and just general like muscle fatigue. Uh, I didn't do the recovery. So to me, to, to move through these plateaus, if we're talking about in the gym and, and to take the courage to take the next step so that we can grow is you need to have some objective information so that you know exactly what to do that you need to grow. Uh, and he talks about, um, your critics and, and mapping out a course of action. And, and my took a note there. Yeah. You need to map out a course of action, but you also need to surround yourself with the right people to input into your life. Um, like knowing what you should do. Right. Um, you know, I just, from my perspective, if someone were to analyze my workout the other day and say, Hey, what, what, how did, what went so wrong? How did the wheels fall off the bus? If they would have asked me those questions, it would have come down to rest and recovery. My body just was not recovered enough to do that workout. And I just was able to do that, figure that out on my own, but mapping out the course, having surrounding yourself with the right people, minimizing the critics that are, that are telling you, you know, will help you break through plateaus again. And that could be with your nutrition and that could be with going into the gym or that could be anywhere in your life. So that's kind of, that was a really broad stroke, but that's really the it took me into a few different places with this section. Yeah. I think on this one, it was interesting because he talks a lot about failure, um, you know, with Edison and uh, Churchill and just a lot of that. And I think, you know, we've all heard those quotes and we've all heard those stories and stuff, but I liked how he, he framed it on this one. And again, going back to how we set up kind of the podcast, we thought a lot about bravery and courage, whereas he really talks about as a perseverance through failure. Yeah. Um, and he keeps bringing up the word failure a lot, which is was not something I was expecting to hear in the podcast today. Um, you know, and it's always, okay, you fail and use that as a learning objective, which is a very positive way to spin a failure. But, you know, I struggle with that one because I don't know if, if I quite can get my head wrapped around that it's a positive experience because failing is never, <laughs> in my mindset, failing is never positive. Um, yes, you do learn from it, but I always think of you, you always want to succeed, right? And so succeed or success breeds confidence. But if you went to the CrossFit games for five years in a row and you took second every year, you're not going to come out of that every year and be like, all right, I, you know, this is a positive experience. I learned, I learned, I learned, (laughs) you know, at some point it really sets in and, and that's where, but I, I like. I like the attempt to reframe it. Um, you know, I had an incident at work where 
we worked on a project pursuit for a while. I mean, I probably put a couple hundred hours into this pursuit and we did not get the job. And it was very demoralizing and very frustrating. And I did not look at it as a learning, say, a learning tool, say, well, I had the experience. We learned something from our approach. It obviously did not work because we did not win the job, but I wasn't that happy about it. It was very, you know, I had like a good seven days where I was kind of down in the dumps or it's very demoralizing. So maybe it, it was good to hear that from him because it can kind of maybe respin it a little bit, but, uh, you know, you can go back to your baseball analogy, whereas every time it just look at it as more as reps, you more know, reps, right. So you yeah. get four bats a game, you know, strike out a couple of times. That's fine. But if you get a hit, then that's, yep. you're just learning. Yeah. So it's more of the, the baseball analogy of getting the reps as opposed to maybe the football analogy of always winning, you know, you're winning your 16 games and mm-hmm. winning the Super Bowl. You know, if you lose the Super Bowl, no one's ever going to say, well, that was a, a positive learning experience. They're going to say they learned how to fail and they learned the environment, right. but they're never going to, at, at the end of their career, they're never going to be like, that was the best thing that ever happened to me was losing that Super Bowl. <laughs> sure, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get, getting in the reps, I think is a good, that's a good way to really focus in on that failure, you know, with, with Edison and failing or having to do so many attempts and so many reps at it. Um, that's what it takes. You know, I, I had a discussion with a guy this week about his nutrition and kind of did a 30 day, he did a 30 day test or trial and his results didn't come back quite as he anticipated. And in his mind, it was a failure. Um, it's like, well, I was at a caloric deficit and all this. And like, I just don't understand why I didn't lose more body fat. He lost some muscle actually. Um, I said, well, the, the win is now knowing that calorie deficit like that is not the answer to your body composition change. Just because you eat fewer calories does not mean you're going to lose body fat, does not mean you're going to gain muscle. I said, I know it feels terrible because, you know, 30 days he was pretty focused on, on what he was going and I know he didn't expect the world of change, but he expected the needle to move. Uh, and, and it did in a couple different directions, but the one that he was wanting, the body fat, didn't. Yep. Um, I said, man, that's, that sucks that, you know, especially if that's what you were expecting to happen. But I, I hope the lesson, the reps that you got is now solidifying in like calorie deficit. Isn't the answer. Yep. You know, your, your, his body adjusted to a calorie deficit and it, and it didn't work. So yeah, that was literally yesterday, a couple of days ago. Discussion. Yeah, well, I would say that it's a huge win that he was able to do that for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made, made a change. No sugar, 30 days. Um, really restricted excess carbohydrates for 30 days. Um, operated in a caloric deficit for the most part, you know, for the majority of his week. Um, lost weight. Unfortunately, didn't lose body fat. body fat, and he ended up losing a little bit of muscle. How did he feel? Did he tell you that? No, didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Didn't really talk about it. So. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's close this podcast out with the, the final segment um, where John is going to share with us a pretty powerful analogy. So let's listen to what John has to say. 
All right. So that was a pretty short segment, but um, said a couple of powerful things there. So Nick, what did you, uh, what did you take from that one? Uh, that you got to write that down and look at that, those, that message every day. Life will shrink or expand in proportion to your courage. Um, and I think maybe to the tagline on that is that everything that you want and do not have yet is outside your comfort zone. Like, you need to put, we need, I need that. You got to put that on. You need to look at your world through that lens daily, whatever it is that you want. Um, whether, you know, we were just talking about losing body fat or if you want to get stronger on a back squat, but everything that you want and don't have yet is outside your comfort zone. You've got to be willing to fail at the back squat or try new things at that back squat. You've got to be willing to go no sugar for 30 days and see what happens and risk not seeing results and then resetting and trying again. Um, you know, it, I kind of replaced the word life with, with the words health and fitness, your health and fitness will expand or shrink in proportion to your courage, your persistence and your willingness to face fear and failure. Right. Um, the, the, you know, you have to be courageous to say no to fill in the blank, your sugar, your alcohol, your sodas, whatever. You've got to have the courage to try something different. You've got to have the courage to not hit snooze on the alarm and, and get up and have a morning routine or have an evening routine. Um, I feel like you are directing all these directly at me. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> sugar, alcohol, soda, snooze. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, we know each other well enough that a lot of this stuff applies, you know, and we're talking to myself, you know, I need a better evening routine and I need to, you know, I've uncovered that my body didn't recover after a week's worth of training and a Friday's workout crushed me. Yep. Um, so I need to have the courage and to be willing to say, well, what do I need to change? And maybe that's changing the intensity on a Thursday for me. Maybe that's changing the intensity on a Wednesday or maybe that's, like I actually have to stretch when we're winding down for the night or whatever that is. Um, but if you're not willing to face that with the courage as, as it's being defined here today, life will shrink, mm -hmm. you know, or your health and fitness will shrink. Um, for me, you know, just if I'm preaching to myself here, that's terrifying. <laughs> Like that's scary. You know, I'm on a mission to like expand life and plug value into you and other people. And if, if I'm not willing to face life circumstances, conversations, workouts with courage, with, uh, knowing that I'll fail more than I succeed, things will shrink and not expand. And I have this like innate, deep desire to expand and, and send value to, you know, that's why we're sitting here and doing this podcast like this. Yep. It's more comfortable for me and you to sit here and talk about this, but man, I'll tell you what, those first few times, you know, and we're still risking failure, um, you know, doing these, uh, for people, but we have to do it and then get the reps in so that we can expand yep. um, and, and not shrink. I like the idea of what you just said as far as trying to get better, but now courage has a, uh, it's a better description of the process. So you can say, 
I'm being courageous to expand. I'm being courageous to get better. Whereas before this podcast, we would never use the word courage. Courage. So you can say, I'm being courageous because yeah. I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to, I'm going to risk some, something more in this aspect of my life. Um, which is going to make me better. I might fail more at it because it's new. Yeah. I.e. this podcast, you know, first few episodes, maybe we're not the best from a sound quality and all those other things, but yeah. we're kind of getting the hang of it, but uh, we're trying things new and we're going to get better from it. Absolutely. So I think that's a good, it's a good way to frame it and tell yourself that you're being courageous. That you're being courageous. Yeah. As opposed to the other side of that coin. Like, oh, I, I'm, whatever you, you fill in the blank for that. But yeah, I am being courageous. Oh man, that's, yeah, that's great. Absolutely. I also just loved when I was talking about the analogy, I love the the concept of the puzzle pieces. And when I was, I was driving and listening to this podcast and I, I heard it and I was like, I love the fact that he's, he talked about life is not a, you don't have the picture of the puzzle in mm-hmm. front of you and you're putting together all these pieces, but you don't know what the picture is going to really represent. Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool analogy to explain kind of the mission we're on, but for what we're trying to do is, is maybe getting better or getting more courageous. Um, we kind of can, we can map out what the vision is that we want to have in our head and then we can then build the puzzle pieces to get to that vision. Right. So, and if we're on the fitness journey, we know we maybe want to be, you know, 185, Mm -hmm. 17% body fat, but then we can build the puzzle piece of, okay, hydration, sleep, routines, yes, nutrition, yep. you know, all those things, fitness, and we can start to build those puzzle pieces to then fit into that image. Yeah. So I, I like that one. And that was something that struck with me. Uh, that was very, very motivational as far as looking at it that way. Yeah, I agree. I, I love that too. I mean, it, it for me, it kind of said, well, the, we know there are puzzle pieces to the life, but maybe they're just all blank puzzle pieces and, yep. and it's up to us to kind of uncover it or, or paint it the, the the picture and and fit the pieces where they need to fit without having knowing what it looks like at the end you know yep. I thought it was I thought it's a great a great visual representation and it, and it offers a ton of encouragement too all right well thank you for sharing uh, with me the uh, courage genre yeah john maxwell he's john maxwell on, yeah. john maxwell's good i've yeah. uh i've obviously he makes his way around through a lot of the business books and a lot of the stuff that you and i listen to but i've actually never listened to one of his podcasts so oh, wow. um, cool. definitely appreciate you sharing that with us and the community and definitely appreciate the the courage uh shift and the courage explanation so i think it was yeah. very very exciting to uh, listen to that yeah i yeah I, I think there's a ton of value in there and i think it's a great little bit of shift on courage and how do we use that or how do we be, how are we courageous? And I think that's it's awesome to feel like you're a courageous person. Yep. Cause we're, we're all, cause we are, we're all coming back from the quarantine and we got a lot of new members in the gym this time and yeah. a lot of new faces. So let's be courageous, courageous and let's stick with it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's absolutely. Not, let's not give up after three weeks. So definitely let's, let's stick with this thing. Absolutely. Oh, 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 oh,